the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you, and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos, and it is my great pleasure and honor to be on the air with you today. You know, there's, I say this often, I, I appreciate and I love the men and women that travel the globe, and they minister all over the world, and uh, they go from city to city, state to state, and, and they preach and they share. Uh, but there's a special place in my heart. For those men and women that are local, that they belong to our city and they belong to us. And, uh, and I really appreciate them and I thank God for them. God has given them to us and us to them. And, uh, you know, I think we, it is so beautiful to have a relationship, uh, with someone that is ministering to you. And I would encourage you to, to, to get connected with someone, get connected with a church, get connected where someone could, could challenge you, someone could make you laugh, someone could let you know that life is not that bad. And, and there's, there's something I've been reading in, in the Bible, and there's a very, very common scripture uh, in the book of First Thessalonians, and, and the NLT uh, version says, I like the way it says it, it just simply says, never stop praying. Mm-hmm. Don't stop praying. You know, and, and a lot of times we, we say, what do you mean? I can't have lunch. I can't talk with my husband. I can't talk with my wife. Uh, what do you mean? I'll never stop praying. But you know what God is saying? Stay in that communion. Stay, stay there where you can speak with God, where you can hear from God. Stay in that place where you're not too far that you can't hear him, that you're close enough for him. And then, and then it, it goes on to say, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And I, and I love that because even, even today as we're going through difficulties, perhaps today you're going through, through situations and problems and you're worried about how is this thing going to work out and now you're telling me this is God's will. But you know what? It is God's will because there's another verse, another one that, uh, that I really like and it's Romans eight twenty eight And for we know that all things work together. And so we need to know these things. We need to have the communication uh, with God. And, and what, a, what an incredible thing to just have communication with God. Mm-hmm. And so let's take full advantage of that. And so today, San Antonio, I will tell you, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's continue to pray. Pray always. Be in communication with God. Be in communion with God. Are you able to hear him when he's speaking to you? And I would also say, is God able to hear you? Are you speaking with him? I think God would love to hear your voice today. Open up your heart. Open up your mind. And just call out to him. And so today, like every uh, weekend that we come together, I have, I have the privilege of having with me uh, one of our local pastors. And like I said a minute ago, 
Uh, it is it is not only a blessing to have pastors uh, in our city. It is a blessing to have them as they as they come into our studios here at KSLR on AM six thirty. The Word, the Church of the Week program, and today I'm blessed to have the senior pastor of University Baptist Church, Pastor Randy Bales. Pastor Randy, thank you for coming to coming on the radio with us today. You bet. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, and so as we're as we're talking, and I I'm just meeting you, and so I am an inquiring mind, like uh, <laughs> we used to say. <laughs> uh, I want to know about about you. I want to start talking about you. So tell me a little bit uh, about where are you from? Are you from San Antonio? What was your upbringing? What was that like for you? Yeah, so I grew up in Missouri actually, and and didn't come to San Antonio until I came to seminary in Fort Worth. So spent all of my childhood in Missouri and and loved it. Thought I'd go back there. Didn't have any idea what was south of Fort Worth. That's where I went to school. <laughs> and uh, graduated from seminary, thought, you know, heading back to Missouri. And I got a call from a, a church here in San Antonio to come to San Antonio. I'd never been here before. And uh, we, we uh, came down here and, and checked out the city and, and uh, really fell in love with the city, was embraced by it, and found a sort of a kindred spirit here. There's a, there's a deep love for God throughout the city, and it's a matter of cultivating that and, and being able to kind of plug into what God's doing. And uh, San Antonio is a great place to be. It really it sure is. is. And it's, it's an amazing city. And we have, I think, the best of the whole country right here. Yeah. And uh, so growing up, you know, I, I uh, grew up in a, in a home where my mom and dad loved the Lord. They served in the church. And we didn't have preachers in our family. I didn't know what that would be like. And so, but I came to a place where I recognized that I personally needed a Savior, that I personally had a, a problem with sin. Mm. I was very young, but I knew that my own actions had separated me from God. And that I couldn't get back. Uh, there wasn't in my power to do that. Fortunately, was surrounded by pastors who preached the word, who taught what God has revealed to us very clearly. And so in the, just the normal course of growing and learning, I came to a place where I recognized I needed a Savior. And I called out to Jesus Christ, invited him to be my personal Savior and Lord, and began from that point on following him. And that set a course that's led to San Antonio. Don't you? I, I find that so interesting. One of the... One of the ways, or, or the way, I believe, uh, that we find our way in, in Christ is first we have to realize we, we're lost. That's right. I remember somebody telling me we were talking about different strategies of uh, evangelism. Mm-hmm. You know, and this was very early on, and I was, you know, I wanted to preach, but I didn't know how to share right. anything because I grew up in church. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I thought if, if they're not like me, what am I going to tell them? You know, and if there, however, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue. And 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 one of one of my friends told me the first thing you have to do is get them lost before you get them That's found. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I and I get I got the the one eyebrow up, looking like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, unless they realize they need a savior, That's right. why would they even? Uh, say the prayer. Exactly. Well, you know, our tendency is to excuse our sin. Well, I'm just that way, or God understands me, or whatever. And, you know, as long as we're making excuses, we're not facing reality. And until we come to that place where we say, you know what, my sin is a problem. And the cross is really a critical part. Why in the world is there a cross? Why, why do we have this? In our culture, you know, the cross is everywhere. Yeah. And it's because that's where Jesus paid the price for my sin. And so it's, it's stunning to think about what God has done for us in providing us this great salvation and so that even a child can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we can come to the place where we understand that my sin is personal and, and it has a consequence. And I can pay it eternity in hell. I mean, it's a, it's a terrible payment. Or 
I can receive what Christ has already paid as a gift of eternal life, forgiveness of sin. What a beautiful thing God yes. has done. You know, in this we greatly rejoice, yeah. Peter says. So, you know, it's a it's an amazing thing, and I think we if we discount the sin, then we discount the Savior. That's right. Yeah. So we need to hold on to the fact that, you know, Christ has paid the, the penalty, he's paid the price, and now he gives us this abundant life, this incredible opportunity to live life on this earth in a, in a way that we couldn't before, but then also forever, all eternity. In His presence, and and the door, the way is That's like right. you said, is that is that cross experience exactly that we can that we can lay our life down and say I, Galatians two twenty says I no longer live but That's Christ right. lives in me the life that I do live I live through faith in Jesus Christ exactly and right. so it has it has that that only way in that that cross experience how would you how would you uh, uh, talk about that that cross and and the cross and the importance of it. In, in your life, in your decision-making to follow Christ? Well, you know, the, the, the gospel, the essence of the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we just celebrate the resurrection. We do this, obviously. The, we, we celebrate birth at Christmas and resurrection at Easter. And, and it reminds us that the payment was severe and the cross is cruel. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it represents how bad, really, sin is. And it also reminds us how holy God is. Right. Um, you know, I'm reminded of Martin Luther's words to Erasmus, his good friend, says, your thoughts of God are too human. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes our thoughts of God are kind of human. You know, we, we put in the hand of God and the mind of God and the mouth. We think of God in terms of human uh, attributes because that's the only way we can really relate. And yet he is so much more than that. And And because of his holiness, our sin separates. So the cross is the bridge that gives us a way, that way, uh, to him to be in his presence, to belong in his presence. It's a phenomenal thing to think that God can do that kind of transformative work in the life of an individual. And he knows every one of us. He knows where we are. He knows what we suffer with, what Mm -hmm. we're struggling with, the things that we want to hide, the things that we wish were not true, uh, the things we have to endure, and all of those he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think according to our riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so he was on the cross, but no more. So the gospel is he died on the cross, Mm -hmm. but then he was buried. And it had Rome's seal to show that he really was dead. It wasn't just something that was a fanciful, uh, made-up story by the the disciples. It was a reality. Jesus Christ died on 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 the cross. And to think that he was God but didn't think equality with God a thing to be grasped. So he condescended to the cross. He died on the cross, the author of life dying, buried in the tomb so that death was there and then rose again, overcoming death once and for all. So that it's not just that death is undone, it's that it is completely taken away, that death no longer dominates, no longer has the final say. It's it's incredible that in, in that one act of his of his life and and the reason he came uh, to to die at the, the and the death of the cross and to and to come and to raise again on the third day. Exactly. Uh, our 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 life can be transformed. Right. I mean it's it the potential is there. Yep. You know, no one, no one has to go to hell. That's right. And no one's beyond his reach. That's right. You know, and he calls out to us in all kinds of ways. You know, he initiates that act of salvation. He is pursuing us. You know, the eyes of the Lord are searching throughout, finding those whose hearts are wholly his, looking for those who are hungry and, and searching. And if we'll just draw near to him, Second Timothy says, he'll draw near to us. Yes. 
You're listening to AM630, The Word, Church of the Week program. Uh, my name is Marcus Burgos, and I'm here with Pastor Randy Bales of University Baptist Church. And we're having a great conversation on the cross. Uh, and it, 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 just, it just tells me that, like you said, no one is, is too far. There was a right. there was an old song that we used to sing, the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It reaches the lowest valley and, and the highest mountain, right. the power. It is the blood. Maybe you remember that song. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but it is at that moment in that cross experience that we can have salvation. Pastor, what, can, we, can we take the opportunity right now to perhaps even invite someone to open up their heart? You bet. You know, and, and if you have a sense of the rightness of, of the cross. You understand that, that what God has done. Or you have a sense of your own sin. You know the weight of it. You know the effect it's had on your life. All of that has been brought to you by the Spirit of God. In other words, He is working. He is calling out to you right now. And, you know, there's no formula. There's no set of words that you have to say. You just call out to Him in whatever your personality is, but you call out to Him understanding that He is indeed God, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, recognizing who he is, that he that he rose from the dead. Confess with your mouth that he is Lord. Just call him, you know, your Lord, your Savior. Invite him into your life, and he'll do that. He'll be, he'll come in and make that change. Uh, and I would invite you to find a Christian friend who you know is walking according to these things, and and get counsel, get advice, get help. They can help clarify some of the things the Scripture says and and what the Spirit is saying in your heart right now. And, and just draw near, and that's what church is really about. You know, you, right. you you want to hear the you want to hear the gospel message, but you also want to understand the scriptures. That's God's revelation to us, and that's how we grow in this new relationship. I love the fact that Jesus told Nicodemus, "You must be born again." Yes. You know, we think of that as being churchy language. That's not churchy language. That's a metaphor mm-hmm. for us to understand the work that God wants to do in every life, like a newborn baby. You know, it's all new. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Once we take that moment to receive his forgiveness that he offers us from the payment that he made on the cross and, and invite him in to, to be our Savior, then we're a new babe in Christ. We begin to grow. And we grow in the Scriptures. We grow in the Word. We grow in prayer. We grow in, in our own uh, understanding of those truths. And as we do that, you know, we, we learn more and we walk more confidently and we find ourselves connected uh, with other believers. There's a, there's a sense where we reach out. You know, the Spirit kind of connects us so that we can uh, influence others but also be influenced yeah. in godly ways. You know, Peter says, be stirred up by the way of reminder. You know, and, and so we, we remind ourselves of the truths of the gospel, the truths of God's word. And we do that just by the time that we spend together. You, you said something there that, that I want to I wanna talk a little bit more uh, because there's, there is that born-again experience. And I heard somebody say, you must be born again again. And so there is a, there's, always, there's a constant renewing. There's a growing because you're, you're a father. You, yes. I, I'm, I'm a father. Yeah. I, have, I, have three, I have three children that are you know, two, two in college and one in high school. And uh, so my wife went through the pain, thank God. She she pushed. I watched, and uh, when when all the three of the babies were born, the nurse. I remember specifically my firstborn. The nurse brought brought him to us, and she tells me, "Don't bring him back." She says, she saw my the fear and the confusion in my face, and she said, "He's yours now." Right. You know, don't bring him back. Even yeah. if you have the receipt, we're not taking him back. <laughs> you know, and so. In, in using that as, as an image of being born again in the spirit, uh, that's where it begins. That's right. 
that's the beginning. Now there must be that development. That's right. Now there has to be that figuring out, learning how to walk, learning how to talk, learning how to feed yourself. All of this all going from infancy to, to the different stages in your spiritual life. How, how, do, you see, how do you see that uh, going in someone's life? Perhaps because we addressed the, the people uh, that are, are in a place of, of beginning this relationship with Christ. Right. For all have sinned, but now realizing that we need a Savior and taking that step into salvation. But now there's another group that are saved, but are that may be stuck. You bet. Well, you know, the Bible says to work out your salvation, yes, right? So yes. there's that process of now becoming who God intended you to be in terms of what you do. It's who you are first in Christ, and then it works out in what you do. Uh, we're a new creation. We're created uh, in Christ Jesus unto good works. And so there are things that God's going to do through you and in you, and he may even use adversity. There may be some difficult things that come along the way. Life, Jesus said in this world, you'll have tribulation. But he said, take courage. I've overcome the world. Yes. And so there's great courage in that, encouragement uh, to our own walk when we go through hardship and times, knowing that it's purposeful. You know, I love James, you know, consider it joy yes. when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith is producing endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's the work we're talking about. Born again, born anew, but then working out that salvation, even through adversity. God is faithful, and he doesn't slip. You know, Timothy tells us, uh, 2 Timothy tells us that, that he remains faithful, even when we're faithless, because mm. he can't deny himself. That's right. And so, you know, we rely on him. It's not that we have to you know, produce and think about how we're going to produce, you know, uh, the imagery in the upper room when Jesus is talking about abiding and, you know, he says, abide in me. And he uses the imagery of a vine and branches, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, the vine is connected, the branch and and it doesn't have to think I've got to produce grapes. That's what it It does naturally. When you're connected, when you're flowing, you're born again, you're flowing from the spirit, then God is producing in you things that you don't even know sometimes. But as you walk with him, and that's why the word's so important, you get to know the word, you walk with him, um, you know, he is producing in you the spiritual fruit this, that's blessing others around yeah. you, but it's also growing you and, and, and maturing you in the faith, because we're never at a place where we stop growing. If we well, ever stop fr- growing, we're, we're going the wrong way, right. we're going backwards. The fruit is proof of maturity. That's right. You know, one thing I, I, I tell people, the tree doesn't really eat the fruit. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. others that that enjoy the fruit, yeah. and so we, you know, once once we're maturing and in that process, others will be blessed by what God has done in and through us. That's right. I, I remember uh, as as Jesus told the disciple, you know what, uh, the enemy has has desired to to sift you, but yeah. I have prayed for you. Yeah, that's right. And you know, I went on on a I'm, not, I'm a city slick. I'm from I'm from New York. I'm from the city of New York, and so I don't I don't see much farming. Uh, <laughs> I didn't grow up around uh, too much grass. Uh, but I remember on a missions trip, I went to Nepal, and there we were in the mountains and, mm. and just ministering all over the place. And I, I, I caught a, a, an image I, that somebody, they were, they were sifting, and I saw how violent that was, where, where the, the young man was, he had a, he had a, he had a, a stack or, or, you know, there was just whatever that product was that they had just harvested, and he's beating it, yeah. and 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 that that shovel or, or fork that he was using, he would hit it and then raise it all the way up and hit it and come down hard. I said, "Oh my God, yeah. this is this is the process that God is is use, is using to mature us." 
And though it may seem like God is punishing us, you know, you refer to right. to John 15, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the branches that, that don't give fruit, he cuts. Right. And, the, and the branches that do give fruit, it, it feels the same sometimes. It's called the different name. It's called pruning. Right, yeah. Pruning versus cutting. But if you're the branch, it feels the same. Yeah. You know, but the good news is I have prayed for you, Jesus says. Yeah. And we should not lose faith. We should hold on with everything we have. Well, and the vine dresser knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows how to, to cultivate the plant. You know, he knows how to provide the best possible uh, conditions for that plant to bear fruit. And he does the same thing in our lives. And sometimes we make choices, and we do live with the consequences of those choices, mm-hmm. but they're not fatal in Christ. In Christ, there's forgiveness. In Christ, there is a, a new day and a new hope. So that even going through the adversity that we caused, God can do something great. You mentioned Romans eight twenty eight a while ago. Yeah. You know, that uh, God, God does, you know, works in, in all these things, causes all of these things to work together for good. And he says, to those who love him yes. and are called according to his purpose. So there's a relational uh, aspect to God's working in our lives, and that's where it starts. You know, we were talking about the cross earlier and the gospel, and, you know, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God yes. for salvation to all who believe. And, you know, I think if we could meditate a little bit more on this rich salvation that is ours in Christ Jesus, it would change a whole lot of our perspective on other things that we have to endure and the things that this world sometimes throws at us and we wish were different. You know, I call it, I call it the, the blessed assurance, mm. you know, because peace is something that if we had more of, man, it would make our life totally. so much easier. Because perhaps peace does not help you avoid the storm. But, man, it'll help you get through That's it. That's right. It'll navigate the storm. It'll help you get through it. And you it's bet. a piece that surpasses understanding. And, and I think more than, than most other things that we pray for, you know, more than money. I need a better car. I need a, a, better, a better spouse. More than all those things. Yeah. <laughs> if we would pray and receive peace, you, bet. you know, it would make our life so much easier. Yeah. And so you, you, I, w- I want to go back. I want to go back to your testimony a little bit uh, because uh, you made you you went to seminary. Usually, people mm-hmm. that go to seminary have already made a decision you bet. to be in ministry. But what? How did you get to that moment where you made a decision? I'm I'm gonna go ahead. Not I'm just not only gonna see what happens. I'm gonna study and I'm gonna prepare to be in ministry. How did you get there? You bet. You know, it's the beauty of the church. You know, when the Bible talks about the church, ninety percent of the time it's talking about a local congregation. Mm -hmm. Yes, the church is universal, and it's those who are born again, those who are in Christ. But there's a very local expression, very intentional. And it does work that sometimes goes unheralded. Sometimes it's ridiculed as being pointless or whatever. But in the local church I grew up, we you know went to all kinds of meetings, Sunday schools, and and sunbeams, if you remember that years ago. Anyway, but, but, but those were all things that were opportunities where more mature believers poured themselves into my life. And over a period of all of my childhood years into my um, teenage years, you know, going to camps and, and just spending that time growing. As I'm growing physically, I'm growing spiritually as well. And in I can remember in, I was 13 or 14 years old. We went to a, a church camp, and all week we've been talking about God's love for us. We've been talking about his plan for our lives. And we came to 
uh, the next to last night, I think it was, and we were sitting around a fire. We had a campfire, and it was kind of chilly in Missouri. It was early in the year, and so we were there, and, and I can remember in that moment having a sense that I, that I was surrendering to what they called full-time Christian service. I didn't have a clue what that was, really didn't know. Went back the next year, same kind of thing. And through my high school years, I kind of had that lingering, but I hadn't really committed to it. Graduated high school, went to uh, college, was pursuing all kinds of, of course of study in college, was miserable, absolutely miserable. And finally went, quit school, went to work for an airline, and that was my Jonah experience. I mean, that was the belly of the whale. <laughs> and as I was there, God kept saying to me, is this really what you want for life? Yeah. You can choose this if you want. And you can make a living, and you can live on it, and lots of people do, and it's fine. But is this really what you want? I've called you to something else. You remember back, and I began to meditate on those years. God brought them back into my he mind. He reminded you. He yes. did. He reminded me. And I came to a place where I said, you know what? I surrender the whole thing. And, and it was in that moment, and I was 19 years old, nearly 40 years ago. As a matter of fact, on May 11th, 40 years, uh, when I, I surrendered. I mean, I, there was a specific time when I yeah. said, God— I, I believe you're calling me. This has been over a period of time. I've been praying. I'm yours. What's next? And so from there, changed course, went back to school, finished yeah. my college, went to seminary to do the actual pre- preparation and study uh, for what God had for me. And full-time surrender to that. It's a, it's a very definite call. You know, one of the things I love about these times is that we always run out of time, and as we have today. Uh, but this is a continued conversation. And so I want to invite you, San Antonio, to, to find University Baptist Church. Give me your address real quick. 6465 Babcock Road. It's in the northwest part of the city, and so we're halfway between the medical center and UTSA on Babcock. And really, if you want to narrow it down, it's between uh, it's between Springtime and Prue Road, all right? Okay. So, yeah, so we're right there and, and kind of in the middle of that community area. What time is church on Sunday? Church on Sunday starts at 1045. I would encourage you to come at 930 to be a part of a small group because all you right. really need to connect with others. But and we'd love can, to have you at, at 1045 in the worship time. And we can find you on the Internet at ubcsa.org. That's right. Pastor, thank you so much for being a part of Church of the Week program right here on AM630, The Word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for for what you do in San Antonio. Thank you, Marcus. Appreciate being here. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.